Welcome to TTP Turnbuckle Talk Podcast. You're listening to Keeman Cooper and John Dugan. This podcast is sponsored by Dirty Blondes. Dirty Blondes is a bar located in the heart of Blackpool, famous for their banging tunes, cocktails and 18-inch pizzas. The only place to get a pizza as big as your table across the Foud Coast. If you're ever in Blackpool, check them out. They're on Facebook and on Instagram. That's Dirty Blondes. Blackpool. Let's talk wrestling. Talk podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, the Scottish stud, John Dugan. How are Hello. You? How are you? I'm good, yeah. I'm so, good. this episode, we decided to go with um, stipulation of matches because of uh, on Sunday, it's the TLC pay-per-view. Yeah. So we've not gone for our necessarily our favourites or the ones that we like, we dislike the most, just ones that we've that we that we that we've picked out that we thought are quite interesting um, and that's good to talk about. So it's not necessarily our favourites, just to put that out. Yeah, but they may some of them may be my favourites, if I'm honest. Yeah. Even the bad ones. <laughs> so we're gonna do three Three ones that we like, three ones that we think are just shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, it's funny about stipulations because there's so many matches that you just forget about. Um, yeah, because sometimes they're only like one-offs, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But, uh, or you know, they get their own pay-per-view. TLC. Strange. Yeah. So, shall we start off with... Um, a terrible one. Uh, yeah, can do. Do you want to go first? I'll be first. Uh, yeah, fine. So I've gone with um, the well, The match I'm talking about is from WrestleMania 21 when WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Do you remember all them uh, the promos where the the wrestlers are doing the um, the, the, you know, the, the doing the movie scene? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, was, there were some really good um, videos and miniettes from that, weren't they? It was such a good build-up. Well, yeah. isn't it? Is it Hollywood next year as well? It is, yeah. So hopefully they do something similar. I mean, my favourite, my personal favourite was um, Eugene doing Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, God. Did he have a match <laughs> at WrestleMania? What's that, sorry? Did he have a match at WrestleMania? Or was it just... He, he did appear in it. Um, Probably Royal Rumble, is not it? Yeah. But anyway, right, so before the um, the WrestleMania match at 21, let me backtrack. So it's May 1994, and the match I'm talking about is a sumo wrestling match. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think the reason it happened at WrestleMania 21, the big show, is because of... Um, earthquake. So it was earthquake vs. Um, um, quake against Yokozuma. And um, yeah. you know how Vince is. It, once Vince finds out a talent, he puts it into a gimmick. So earthquake actually used to do some sumo wrestling before he was an actual pro wrestler. All oh, right, I don't and I can that. imagine it. Vince finds this out and goes, "Amazing! It will be." <laughs> It'll be a spectacular. You know, like he does. Vince does that. If there's a gimmick, like, for example, puke, 
Yeah. Uh, the wrestler, Vince Van Atticke Pig, he puts it in the gimmick. He loves that kind of stuff. So they found out who he was a, a wrestler, and then they, they had this match, and Earthquake actually won the match, which was a massive upset. Um, and that, that kind of paved the way for the, the sumo wrestling match at WrestleMania 21. So, right. <laughs> big show, this Akibono. Who's that? I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I had to research him. Nobody in, who likes pro wrestling knows who this guy is. He's, you know, he's a champion in his field of sumo wrestling. He's, a, you know, oh. he's done everything in sumo wrestling, but nobody knows. He was a real, he was a real sumo wrestler. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was unbeaten for a long, long time. Like he's like a, you know, a sumo wrestling god. Yeah. Um, so it's big show, these Akibona, but they had the, the raw before, they have an official weigh-in. And um, so Big Show is 493 pounds. Akibono is 504 pounds. Now for anyone in England, 504 pounds is just over 35 stone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? The, the, yeah, the big guys. Oh. And Akibono, he seems genuinely humble to be in WWE says to Big Show thank you for having me on this stage because we're going to have a, a sumo wrestling match which is my type of match I want to honour you and have a wrestling match so he has a oh wrestling match God. on Raw oh wow how tall now, is he? he what, sorry? how tall is he compared to the Big Show because the it's, Big it's Show is like 7 feet more or less the same height more or less the same height as the Big Show oh really? yeah I don't know I don't know how tall sumo wrestlers are you so. I think it varies to be honest. Like I said, I don't actually, you know, I don't know too much about sumo wrestling. Um, mm. But this, you know, Akibono is more or less the same height as Big Show. But this this match, right? If you don't know what a jobber is, this is the defining aspects of a jobber. So they go to a, an advert on a commercial break, and Akibono is against this wrestler, and the commentators say to him, this contender, this young lad, they don't say his name and they don't really acknowledge him too much. Akibono, and I mean, slaps his chest, he, he falls out the ring, he comes back in, Akibono slams him down and pins him. And that's it. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't get any build up or any entrance, not on Ryan TV anyway. Um, and the job was Eddie Vegas. Eddie you know, Vegas? Yeah. No. I don't know him either. He, I mean, from what I can see, he is is quite big on the independent scene, and he had a tiny spell at WWE, but nothing major. He just came in just to lose the match and get Akibono over. Um, and then so then they're having this match at WrestleMania, and <laughs> so let me just read, let me read out these stipulations that I get read on the on the on the, get, this gets flashed on the um, the fight card. It says in this match. To be, uh, in this match, to be declared the winner, you must either push your opponent outside the circle or knock him off his feet. So they both come out, and Big Show, it comes out in the traditional uh, diaper. And there's a lot of skin showing. <laughs> and you know what I mean? On paper, it sounds amazing. But yeah. it isn't. A lot. 
A lot of these matches are like that, though, aren't they? <laughs> well, I can see Vince McMahon reading it on paper going, yes, this is going to be huge, you know, like he does. Yeah. But there's no payoff. The commentators have to talk <laughs> for ages while they take the turnbuckle off, they take the ropes off, so it's just a mat. Oh, was it not really set up? Well, no, because it's halfway through the actual pay-per-view. Oh. So then they have to take the circle, they put like a um, stage tape, you know, on the mat. Mm. They get the buckets of salt, that's traditional in sumo wrestling. So there's a lot of kerfuffle. And the match is like five minutes. Uh, the big shot gets dragged out off the mat and hits his back. Um, it looks really painful and he loses the match. And well, so was it a real sumo match or was it sort of planned? I mean, it, yeah, it does look fairly real, but I, I, Big Show was never going to win, I don't think. He can't right. win against a sumo legend. It's and a really, because I know with sumo wrestlers, it's a really good, great honour to be a sumo wrestler. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, and the, the referee is called. Um, Oh, so the, 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 the Japanese referee is, uh, you know, it's not in like a black and white shirt. He's in a full uh, Japanese gown and he has his fan. And it's all very kind of religious the way to do it. Um, and Big Shot credits for him, you know, he does the salt to, um, you know, um, to, well, to purify the mat. You know, he does all of that. He does mm. everything in respect to sumo wrestling. But it just... There's no payoff. It just—it doesn't look good. On paper, it does, but there's just no real payoff. And for that reason, I just think it's a bit—it's just a bit shite. You just—you just know though that because if if this sumo wrestler is as big as you say he is, mm. that just for that reason alone, like most of Japan would have probably been watching that WrestleMania just yeah. for that five-minute match. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of clever from WWE, but like you said, it's not just not good for everyone else. Yeah. Like, it could have been amazing. I wouldn't have put it in the middle of the card, because like you said, we had, if you, I've not seen it. But if you've got to wait not? for them to... No, I don't know why I've... Maybe I've seen it and not even... I mean, it. yeah, I mean, you might have seen it, but just forgot. Just, it's gone out in the head, because it's... Like I mean, five-minute not... match as well. Yeah, it's not long. For the mat, they have to do all the work, get the ring off, you know, and, and all that stuff. It just doesn't, there's no payoff. But, all, having said that, I do credit Big Shot because he does put himself out there. Like, remember, when was it now? It was WrestleMania 24 when he was against Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And he got legit, you know, sucked up, punched right in the face by Floyd Mayweather. Um, Have you ever heard the story about that? So, um, so beforehand, like when he appeared, before he was appearing on Raw, I think it was Raw, wasn't it? He said to Mayweather, he says, you can hit me any way you like, just don't hit me in my nose, because I don't want to have my nose nose, doesn't he? And then, so he was like, look, I don't care if you knock me out, it's fine, just don't hit me in my nose. Mayweather was like, oh yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, no problems. I'll look after you. First thing he did was smack him in the nose. Yeah, he was like, he's like a combo, weren't it? And he was bleeding. Yeah, so it's real, it's real punches. And uh, mm. 
See, that fired uh, Big Show up for their like, match because he was just right, like, okay. I told you not to break my nose and what did and you do? Well, do you know how much Floyd Mayweather got from WWE for that match? Oh, it'd be ridiculous, wouldn't it? <laughs> Is it Wizard of Oz money? <laughs> 20 million. Wow. And I know there's a lot of money in boxing, but we're not in boxing, we're in sports entertainment. They must have thought that was worth it, though. But it was, though. It was huge. Remember, I remember like, my, my friends were into boxing saying, Oi, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather's coming into WWE. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. It, it was. Like, well, I think it's not as if he was past his prime. He was still in his sort of oh, yeah. stage of being him, like being well, the guy. Mean, it's that thing where they want to get... They want to cross over so they get boxing fans into wrestling and vice versa, you know, with um, Tyson Fury and stuff. Yeah. I think you always have that element because, like, there's a, there's a fine line between sort of wrestling and boxing, isn't there? And how it's set up. Mm. It's similar, right? You badmouth each other and then you have that match. Yeah. So they're quite a similar. If you look at wrestling as a sport, they're similar sports. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So I think you're always going to have that, some sort of boxer appear. Like, they're, they're wanting, everyone wants Conor McGregor to appear, but I just think that'd be really dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was going to happen a few years ago because there was a lot of hype about it. Mm. But I, I, think think, I don't think you could trust him. He doesn't care. He, he'd happily just... He could end someone's career. Like, yeah, but it's not just his persona. I, I bet he does care, actually. Does he? I'm not sure. He's a hothead. Yeah. But, but yeah. Sumo, the Sumo match, I mean, uh, like I said, on paper it's good, uh, but I just it just doesn't deliver, and that's why I've gone with thumbs down. It's just a terrible match, a terrible stipulation. Is it the only one they've ever had apart from, well, they've won in 94, did you say? Yeah. Well, so, uh, what other, was, did Yokozuna never have a similar match then? Oh, you're dead, he was in that one, yeah? Yeah, he was in one against uh, Earthquake. Ah, right. How weird. Mm. I, do you know, I never realised Yokozuna wasn't, like, Japanese till I was, like, a lot older. Because <laughs> he's small, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> but I think he plays that sort of character <laughs> quite well yeah. yeah uh so what have you got next what's your well what's your first match that you think is a terrible stipulation right uh okay now i know i'm trying to sell wcws here quite a lot <laughs> but they did have they just have so many bad matches this one's called <laughs> the chamber of horrors match Okay. Now, when you when you hear that, what do you think? I think of horror villains, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, that kind of stuff. It's none of that. <laughs> so it's how do I describe it? It's in a cage, right? Okay. Kind of like, like a hell in a cell. Like, it's in a hell in a cell cage. Right. Okay. But it's really hard to see inside it. If you're in the crowd. Right, okay, that's a good start. And inside that cage is a littler cage, a littler cage, a smaller cage with a chair in it. 
and the chair is an electric chair. <laughs> you with me so far? Uh, yeah, okay. Right? So this electric chair is electric, and the lever for the electric chair is on one corner of the pelvis cell cage. So you would, right, you with me so far? Right, yeah, I think so. So the objects, and it, it oh, this isn't one-on-one, -on -one. this is a tag team match. This is, I think it was, uh, one, two, three. This is four on four, yeah? Right. You with me so far? I've got a few so questions, carry on. <laughs> The object is to electrocute one of your opponents. Right. So to do that, you've got to sit them in the chair, make sure they stay in the chair, and pull the lever. Or if you work as a team, I suppose you get make wait till they put someone in the chair and you pull the lever. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as I said, you can't really see it because the cage is just terrible. So what they did, this was at Halloween Havoc, which was one of like WCW's big events. Mm. You know, similar to, I mean, it's not the biggest event, but it's, it's up there. It's a bit like SummerSlam or maybe Royal Rumble, something like that. Yeah. So what they did was they put a first person camera on the referee. Oh really? So that you could see the match. Yeah. So, and, and, but, and what year was this? 1991. <laughs> so, as I said, it's an eight-man tag. So, you've got some good wrestlers in this match, by the way. But you can only see what the ref's seeing. So, as you probably know, watching a, a match, the referee doesn't always see everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, one reason this isn't going to work. So, on one team, you had Sting. The Steiners and a guy called El Gigante, who is terrible. Okay. On the other team, you've got the Damon Stud, which was Scott Hall before he was, uh, what was he in WWE? Oh, I can't remember. But it's Scott Hall. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher, which is, you, you know Abdullah the Butcher, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Big Van Vader. Okay. And you've got Cactus Jack. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, right, okay. I've got a few questions. Right. So, this lever, <laughs> is it in the... First cage for the second cage. It's in the outside cage. Right, okay. So then, wait, but wait, whoa, there's a funny thing about the lever. So during this, this is the only time they've ever done this match, and it's probably for this reason. The, <laughs> le the lever repeatedly kept falling down. <laughs> so there was two referees, I think, and the referee kept having a claim up on the corner and putting the lever up. As you do. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, do you have to climb out the first cage, well, the inner cage, to get to, to pull the lever? No. 
Is it a door? You're, you're all in on the inside of the cage. He's on a wall of the cage. Right. I mean, despite all of that, the <laughs> thing that gets me is the the camera on the ref. One, I'm, I'm quite shocked that they had a camera like on the ref in 1991. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it's quite. You know, it's ahead of its time, but. Yeah. But, like you said, the referee, it, it, it turns and it, you know what I mean? There's always action going on somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, they did show, they did have cameras on the outside, but like I said, it was quite difficult to see. So they would use the first person view quite a lot. Um, it just sounds like a train wreck. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't good to watch. It's not good. It's, a, it's comical. It's like carry on wrestling. <laughs> So the when, fact the lever, the, when I say the lever keeps falling down, it's like sometimes. Yeah. So um, when they actually do pull a lever, and then the person who was it that got shocked? Right. So what happened was Abdullah the butcher was had put one of the stainers. I can't remember which one it was because at the time they looked similar. I'd put one of the stainers in the chair. Now, when that was going on, Cactus Jack seen it. He's on Abdullah the Butcher's team. So he's slow, doing a slow sort of um, going up to the lever that's fell down about 20 times. And he's holding it. He's checking. Yeah, Stainer's in. Now, when he turns away, the Stainer brother grabs Abdullah the Butcher and puts him in the chair. Right, and Cactus yeah, Jack electrocutes his own teammate. Right, okay. Now, what happens is... Deliberate butcher is he's selling it. He's doing the whole like shaky thing. Um there's fireworks going off. However why fireworks? It's, honestly you've got to see it, it's ridiculous. However, right <laughs> one thing that annoys me about it is right, have you seen the green mail? Mm-hmm. Well you know the electric chair chair in it. Yeah. For yeah. it to work, they have to put the thing on your head. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Abdullah the butcher is sat in the chair, and the thing that's meant to go on his head is about six inches off it, and he's just oh, it's <laughs> it's such a train wreck. They've never done it again. The commentators have no idea what's going on. They just can't believe what they're watching. Uh, wow. And whose whose idea was this? Do you know what? I'm not sure. It was '91, so it was before Bischoff sort of appears. So it would be like whoever used to. Run. I mean, it just, it's just, it's honestly, it's comical. You need to watch it it's just to be like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Yeah, it sounds horrendous. <laughs> so, what were the fans like in the arena if they couldn't really see that much? Were they? Were they? Oh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you can't, you can't see, but you're very like. It's very like distorted what you can see is the, the, the cage is terrible i just I mean, know imagine paying you know a large amount of money to get a ringside seat and then you can't really see what's going on yeah oh and also <laughs> after this match <laughs> abdullah the butcher gets up and has a go at cactus jack for being electrocuted and they sort of well, have a lot so, of fight. It's fine after they have a ding shots. dong, and then he tries to chase the stainers down the ramp. Wow. Why were the fireworks? I can understand like sparks <laughs> going up. Why fireworks? 
It was, well, I think it was made a little like sparks, but it was literally like fireworks going off. Wow. Yeah, I Honestly, don't understand why you picked that. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> I just remember when I first got the network, I thought, oh, I used to love WCW. Let's go through all the uh, the pay-per-views. And I watched uh, the Halloween Havocs like, in one week. And I just remember seeing this thinking, what is this? 1991 was I'm, I'm going to have to watch it, you know. <laughs> it's worth a watch. It's terrible. But it's terrible. So I'm not yeah. saying it's good. But it's one of them you just think, <laughs> what are you doing? I look forward to that. <laughs> right, let's, yeah, it's... let's do a contrast and let's, let's do a good match. Good stipulation. Yeah. Right, now, I've gone with one which not many people have heard of. Um, I've gone with a scramble match. A scramble match? Scramble match. Any idea what, what it could be? I'm trying to think, right, the only thing I could think of when I hear scramble is um, what they did. Do you know like XFL? Yeah. So I don't know if you watched the documentary on it, but they had like a scramble at the start of each match where each team had a runner who would run towards the ball. And they, right, would, call no. it a, they would call it a scramble, but right, they had to okay. stop doing it because the players kept falling over and breaking like a wrist or something. <laughs> Right, okay. No, uh, so that's yeah, this. Um, that's all I think of. There's only been four in the entire history. Right. What, um, yeah, three was in one night. So three of them, three out of four of these matches, was in one um, pay-per-view, Unforgiven, 2008. Um, and it was for the Raw title, SmackDown title, and ECW title. And then a year later, that backlash, 2009. But I'm going to concentrate on the um, Unforgiven 2008 uh, pay-per-view. So a scramble match is, I'll read you the rules now. So it's a 20-minute time limit. Two superstars enter first, sort of like a wide rumble. Um, two, enter, two, enters, two superstars enter at the same time. Then every five minutes, another superstar enters. And you can pin, you can submit everything, everything you can in one form. And if you get a pin during that 20 minutes, you are the champion. But whoever's the champion at the end of the 20 minutes wins the belt. Ah. Do, do, are you with me? Yes, yeah, so kind of like... Kind of like the 24-7 sort of idea, but just during that one match. Yeah. So did, and, what, what belt did they do this for? So, yeah, so on Unforgiven 2008, it was the Raw title, SmackDown title, and the ECW title. What? All of them? Oh, no, sorry. So, yeah, yeah, um, one, one match was Raw. For the Raw yeah, because it was three matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, oh, later, wow. it was the Backlash. <clears throat> now, I don't know why they stopped the match, because I love, I love this match. Um, like, so... Um, for the ECW title, it was Matt Hardy, The Miz, Charvo, Mark Henry, who was the champion, and Finley. Wow. And do you know what? Unforgiven, the, the matches, the, the scramble match, was such good matches. Um, 
and even the other one for the uh, starts for the ECW title, one for the SmackDown title was um, it was Batista, uh, Rey Mysterio, um, and there's there's a few other superstars, but there was meant to be CM Punk. CM Punk um, didn't enter. Chris Jericho took his place. Right. So the belt was switching. Um, and Batista had it for most of the match because Batista was cleaning house. Jericho comes in. Now, Jericho's already had a match previous in that event. So he's, he's, um, he's like, he's, you can tell, you know, he's not walking straight. He's injured. Comes into the ring, gets floored by Batista. And um, Batista pins RVD to get the belt. Mm-hmm. And there's about 10 seconds left. Batista is celebrating. Chris Jericho comes in under the ropes, sneaks in, pins behind Batista's back and wins the belt. And Batista is shocked, he's fuming. He's just lost the belt in essentially 10 seconds. Oh, wow. But I think it's such a, it's such a good idea about it, how you know, the belt switches. It, yeah, it does sound good. Um, how does that go on, like, on your records, though? Yes, so on the ECW title, Matt Hardy um, had, um, say, yeah, so ECW title, Matt Hardy was, um, had, he won the match, but uh, Chavo Mm -hmm. had the belt during the match, but Chavo does not get a, um, he does not. um, Recognition about it. Yeah, recognition, he's not recognition. uh, recognised champion because it's not officially a champion until the 20 minutes is over. Right, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it's such a good, you know, idea of just this kind of, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone for themselves, he's, he's champion, then he's a champion, then, you know, 20 minutes is over and then the last one with the belt wins the belt. Yeah. Um, I think and, that's... I love that idea and I think, you know, if you feel in there with, um, some mid card and some you know main eventers right now. So you stick in you know, let's stick in. Um, let's uh, so Drew McIntyre. You threw yeah. in uh, the bro, Matt <laughs> Matt Riddle or just Riddle. Yeah. You have all these superstars who are kind of completely different in their own way. Yeah, you I know, think I think it would definitely be a good match to watch because it's like you said because I demise as well. Just thinking from WWE's perspective, it's good to when when the crowds are back to hear the reaction when someone suddenly gets a belt during that twenty minutes. What kind of reaction yeah. they get? Well, on the ECW uh, title when Matt Hardy won it, the crowd went insane, and you know mm. what I mean, like it was. I guess it was kind of an upset because he he won it off Mark Henry. He was a champion at that point. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like quite a good one. That's, that's so you had three in that one now. When was the other one? Uh, a year later, at Backlash. Right, and who was that? One, What's that? Title was, what title was that for? Uh, that was the uh, World World Heavyweight uh, Championship. So they've done it for like decent belts as well. Yeah, it's definitely it sounds interesting. I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how I've missed them. Maybe I have and not even realised what was going on. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I think I forgot it, it existed for a while. I, mean, I remembered it when I was 
kind of recalling. It does. It does ring a bell. But I remember like around that time is when I was like working behind the bar and we were showing it. So it was most probably that I've seen it and not realised mm. what was going on. Because I don't think I had commentary on. But yeah, that sounds pretty good. What have you got for your first um, good stipulation, um, Matt? Um, all my, my good ones, people will know. Okay. However, I don't think people appreciate how good they are for, like, watching. So my first one will go with an Inferno match. It's just a well-known before, match. Before, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Um, it's just been announced, it's breaking news, just before we did this podcast, that um, a TLT is going to be an Inferno match. Is there? Yeah. Against who? The Fiend and Randy Orton? The Fiend and Randy Orton. How can you set Randy Orton on fire? He has like little pants on. <laughs> um, well, I don't I mean, I don't know. I don't think it, it will be. It probably will be set fire. Is he going to wear a tracksuit? <laughs> I just don't know how that's going to work for me. Well, sorry, right. I just thought you followed in. Yeah, that, that, I didn't know that. I've seen the yeah. thing where he, he set him on fire, didn't he, on, um, was it Raw? Yeah, Raw well, like I said, it was breaking news just before we went on the, what, before we had recording. So, there's a couple of things with an Inferno match. So, there was a, the first one ever was in Puerto Rico. I don't know if this is where WWE got their idea, but how they did it was, this was in 1987, a good year, because it's the year I was born. They soaked the ropes in like uh, a flammable liquid and just set the ropes on fire and had a match inside it. That was basically all they did with that. So then you skip forward sort of, 20 odd years and you've obviously got the Kane character and they come up with this match. Now how WWE did it, they really like planned this quite well. Which, just something else I'm going to talk about that happened around the same time and they didn't plan it very well and it didn't work. But I think because they really planned this, but it was two of the biggest stars at the time. So you've got, the first one was against Kane and Undertaker. So the concept of it is that you've got to set your opponent on fire. Yeah. Yeah. But what they did is, it's hard to explain, isn't it? It's sort of, they had like flames surrounding the ring and then you had to set your opponent on fire. Now, Kane's been in every Inferno match there's been. There's only been four. I do not know that many. Yeah, there's four. Like I said, Kane's been every one, in every one because it's sort of his match. So it's weird that the Fiends and Randy Orton and there's no Kane. It'll be the first time. Um, however, what I didn't realise is that they had one at a Raw. So you had one at Unforgiven, 98. And then a year later, they had one at Raw. Okay. So... Um, which was against The Undertaker as well, which he lost. So Kane has lost the first two Infernos and it's meant to be his match. 
His third one was against Triple H. Uh, and did he win that match? Which was... Against Triple H. That was at a Smackdown as well, that was in 99. Uh, no, Triple H won. Okay. He's, he's only won one match and that was against MVP in 2006, which is the most MVP? recent one. Yeah. What a weird match. <laughs> no, when I read it, I was like, really? Like, why is MVP getting an Inferno match? <laughs> that's so weird. That's, so that's you, really freaking me off, that. Yeah, so to, like I was saying, to set up the match, they actually got people from Hollywood involved and in how they would go about it. Because yeah, what they it did was. was very much kind of big production, weren't it? Yeah, they came up with the idea and then was like, right, well, how do we do it? And uh, so they, they had stuntmen involved, how they would set Kane alight and stuff like that. But um, I, mean, I don't know if, you, if you've read about this, but uh, it's especially on the new documentaries that are coming out about The Undertaker and Kane. The Undertaker yeah. says that during that match, the heat is just unbearable. And yeah. the, you know what I mean? They can't really breathe. It's, it's not good to wrestle in, in that infernal match. Yeah, because they were controlling the flames as well. So. Yeah, something about on the mat. The, yeah. The tech guy would bump up the flames. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing match to watch. Yeah. Like you said, it must have been so hot. Because um, uh, I think we mentioned it before, when we went to see Raw and The Undertaker came back, they did the flames. And the, how far back we were, you could feel the heat of the flames on you. Yeah. And you could smell so, it as well, couldn't you? You could so, smell like... So imagine being surrounded by that. I know. I, I don't even know how they got past insurance for that match either, because it's so dangerous. But it's quite wow. controlled. I know I mean, actually, you make a good point. I wonder how they're going to do it now, because, you know what I mean, safety and mm. everything is very much of the time, isn't it? So I remember around that time, um, now, I was just thinking about this before, right? You know, you had the just to go off topic slightly do you remember the magic show you had with the masked magician telling you to do magic tricks yeah yeah it was on bravo yeah. wasn't it yeah he had to tie his identity because the magic circle would do yeah. things to him so at the time there was one released that i remember watching about um wrestling and how yes. wrestling's done it's done yeah. in the same sort of style um so I, I think that's when I'm sure that's around the time people started saying, "Oh, it's not actually what you think it is." You know, in school because they'd seen it. I think it was on Channel Five. Yeah, don't use the F word. <laughs> I didn't. Good. I just said it wasn't what you think it is. Yeah. But I remember um, one of my mates at the time <laughs> telling me that the fire wasn't real. It was like a fire you can get where it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, Amazing. Totally, totally lying to it. Because uh, he said it again. Uh, it's just people bullshit so much. So, you know, and, the, um, um, I'm just wondering, John, where is he now? Do you know? <laughs> I've no idea. I'm not, <laughs> I remember the uh, Hell in a Cell with Cactus Jack and um, Triple H, you know, when he gets set with the. Uh, the barbed wire that was on fire, sort of. Yeah, back. that was insane. 
And he's like, oh, it's fake. It's, it's rubber bar wire, that. And the fire, yeah. it's the fire you can touch it. It doesn't burn you. It's cold. <laughs> I bet he's That's... like a trolley boy at Tesco or something now, isn't he? <laughs> against, oh, you know, trolley boys, but... But it was before internet, so you had no way of like looking up. You know what it's like when you yeah. when your mates when your mates tell you something, you just say yeah, yeah, of course that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've still not found this fire that you can touch in this cold. But <laughs> cool. uh, now WCW did their own attempt at it. Oh, here we go. This is going to be good. It's not. I watched it. It's it's bizarre. So. They obviously couldn't call it an Inferno match because there was a bit to and fro about them using each other's sort of named things. So they called it a Human Torch match. Right. And that, this was in 2000 at the Great American Bash. I, I, I need to stop telling you bad things about WCW because believe me, there was some good things. Oh, and this, yeah. this was terrible. So this was Bring against... Bring Robocop down. <laughs> this was Sting. Sting, yeah. I, I've got to say, Sting got a really bad a bad go at things there, didn't he? <laughs> it's just not... A, anything he's involved with just, just, just seemed to be ridiculous. Mm. So he's Sting against Vampiro. And they have this match, but it's not... It's not set up the same way as WWE did, where the fire was surrounding the ring. But it was still the same outcome. So you had to... There was only one torch that Sting came in with. <laughs> right. And the idea was that you had to set the other one on fire. Right. With this, with this torch. Yeah. So Van, Van Piro comes in, he's got a, a can of petrol with him. And he's waiting in the ring. Sting appears. He's at the top of the Titantron, or whatever WCW called it. And he's got the torch. And he's like, if you want to set me on fire, you're going to come up here. You've got to come up here. By the time, I think Vampire was doing that, he was just scared of heights. <laughs> so he can go up. So then, so Sting's left the torch at the top of the Titantron. And he's absolutely down. They start fighting. They eventually, they make it back up to the top of the Titantron. And it's uh, so bad. So Sting and the match gets covered in petrol. And, I mean, it must have been amazing watching it live, but watching it on thing, you can see it, there's a clear swap. Because I think they used a stuntman to be set on oh fire. <laughs> so yeah. Sting, basically, Sting's trousers get set alight. So when you're, you know, Kevin, you're at the top of the Titantron, your legs are on fire, what do you do? What's what's the sensible thing to do? Well, I know what I know what WCW do. <laughs> do they jump off? Is there like a tiny pool or something? Yeah, well, there's no like stop, drop and roll going on. Yeah. He, and the commentators, you can tell, you need to see it, the commentators can tell how bad this is. Because it's just like, well, of course. Why was he jumping off? Maybe he didn't know what he was doing. He jumps off and he lands on a landing mat, which is clearly marked. There's a white spot for the guy oh, to jump yeah. on. It's clearly not Sting, because what they do then, so he falls, he's on fire, he falls to this landing mat. There's about 20 referees all putting a fire extinguisher on him, so he's all smoke, mm. so you can't see Sting at all, because it's obviously not really Sting that's done this sort of stunt. 
and that was the end of the match and the commentators were just like I can't believe what I've just seen uh, why does Sting jump why did he why, <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you meant to do when your legs are on fire and all this it was just like silly wow. and it, he is that lane he's got kids <laughs> 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 but it's terrible again it's just terrible but I mean, the final match for WWE was really good yeah, every one I've seen, I've not seen the MVP one, but every other one is good and it's worth, it is, because it, it feels like more an event, I think, because there's not many of them. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's always, yeah. it's, just, it's a real spectacle of a match to watch. Yeah. In my head, that's what I just imagine Vince doing. What, you know, finding out the match, amazing, it's going to be a spectacular event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it just baffles me though that they went. Well, we'll just have a match where you're surrounded by fire and you've got to set when you're on fire. They it's don't know so well, how are we going to do that. They, <laughs> do they, you know what I mean? They just thought, well, right. It's just well, so Vince McMahon, isn't it? Right, yeah. we need some big, we need some fire, brilliant. Let's do it. How are we going to do it? We'll we'll work that out later. Let's just get it done. Well, that's what happened with the. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know your picks, but that's what happened with the Elimination Chamber and why it's so brutal is because they didn't think, oh, let's make this look really good and it's safe for the wrestlers to use. They literally just built it and it's painful for the wrestlers to use because it's literally just chains and... Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes our thinking isn't always the best. It's kind of like... Uh, <laughs> the idea first and then how we're going to do it later yeah do you know what I mean uh, but yeah let me go on to my um, other match that I think is just just embarrassing so <laughs> this is called a gravy ball match a gravy ball match mhm mm god right so it's it's Thanksgiving um, in America, <laughs> Quite, uh, yeah, 1999. <laughs> um, so it's Ivory versus uh, Jacqueline. Oh, God. Now, it is a like, pool full of gravy. And it's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't look nice, it's not thick, it's just thin water gravy. You know, it, it doesn't look nice at all. Um, and Kitty, drummer Kitty the Diva, she was the special yeah. referee. And right. the, 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 Ivory and Jacqueline are wrestling, they're slipping all over the place. Uh, Jacqueline wins in about two minutes. There's a funny moment where uh, Jacqueline gets uh, Ivory and does like, you know, sort of like a face buster. And it's just great yeah. splatting everywhere. <laughs> so Jacqueline pins Ivory. Jacqueline, she goes, she goes off. Ivory, she's fuming. You know, she's slipping all over the place. Who does she have a go at? The referee. So she pulls Kitty, who's been trying to kind of get away from this gravy, you know, trying to um, not, not get splashed. So Ivory pulls her in, slaps her, splashes her, all kind of stuff. Uh, it's just, it just looks embarrassing. <laughs> but it gets worse. The EMTs, the paramedics, come to make sure that Ivory is okay. And uh, there's this EMT who um, is helping Ivory out. And Ivory's, you know, she's feeling, she's like, get off me, get off me. And she pulls 
the shirt off this paramedic, this EMT. And so she's in a bra. This EMT, I know two reasons why they've used them. <laughs> let's just let's just leave it as that. You know what I mean? Very, yeah. Are you saying she may not have been an EMT, Karen? <laughs> I, I definitely do not think she was. <laughs> um, oh so then God! She gets pulled in, and then they're wrestling, and obviously the king is commenting on it. Ah, uh, puppies. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> I, I don't think he says that. So it's uh, the coachman, and uh, the coachman saying that's disgusting this poor lady this poor emt put yourself in in her shoes how would you feel what does the king say <laughs> ha, ha, have a guess what do you think the king would say how how would you feel with both hands mm, sort of uh, <laughs> i'd rather um i'd rather put myself in her cups <laughs> which coachman is oh. Yeah, no, the coachman is like, what? You can tell he's genuinely shocked. Um, I'd rather put myself in her cups. It's just, the commentary is just, it's horrible. The fact that the women have to fight in a gravy bowl, never I mind mean, they wanted to do it or not, they shouldn't be doing it. What was the storyline leading up to that, though? Who decided, I want to wrestle you in gravy? Was well, there any of that? Or is it just... It's because it was Thanksgiving, they're like, um let's fight in a, uh, a so bad, isn't it? yeah but there's there's one two years later um trish Ratas and stacy keebler um which isn't any good either <laughs> even if you think trish Ratas and stacy keebler are good looking women or whatever it's not no, a good match never. and it's not good for, it's not good for women wrestling no i would rather but, see charlotte fly drop kick Trish Stratus right in the face and you know and do like a um a figure four leg lock then fighting a ball of gravy. Yeah. It's just it's just horrendous. Like why do these matches exist? He just matches at the same which is terrible. So that's all I'm gonna say on that one, but it's just these matches should not, I mean, luckily they don't really exist anymore because of, you know, the women evolution, which is, which is obviously amazing, but yeah, back then there were some horrible ones, like the bras and panties match and stuff, they were just terrible. Yeah, it's just of the same. I mean, it's not a good thing, but it's just what happened in them days. Yeah. Right, go on, let's have your, your next one. I can't believe there's two of them. I know. Well, there was another uh, one um, on NXT as well, I think, in um, very early stages of NXT. But. Okay, so I think what I'm about to talk about, they're all in WCW again. <laughs> so sometimes I like this match because it makes sense, right? I don't think anything that WCW does makes sense. No, this match does. Sometimes. Okay. Let me just get to that. There's, these are three examples that I've seen and I'm like, why? Why are you doing that? Right? So, I picked on a pole match. 
Yeah. Right. I, I I do know this match, and I know I think I know where you're going with this one. There's three examples of bad ones. But usually, with a, on a pull match, it would be like it'll be a weapon on a pull usually, and if you use the weapon, you win. Yeah. Yeah. You with me? Yeah, yeah. These matches aren't like that at all. They make no sense. I mean, that, I've, there's been like a chair on a pool match, I see. Right. Um, John? Hello? Okay. So there's been stuff like uh, a chair on a pool match, which again, you know, you get the chair from the pool, they use the chair, you win the match. Now, these three, oh, I'll do it in this order. So the, this match is called it's a put on a pole match, right? But they're never used on a pole in the title of the match. I have no idea why. I think because people were sick of on a pole matches in WCW. This was called a San Francisco 49er match. Are you with me? It's American football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this was Booker T. Oh, I can't remember who he was against, but it was Booker T. I've, it's famous for the Booker T moment, isn't it? This was a match for the WCW Championship, which at the time, they were just thrown out around the place, like somebody was winning it every week. Right? Mm-hmm. So, in each <laughs> corner of the ring is a pole. Yeah. Yeah? With like a wooden box. And the idea is, the belt is in one of the boxes. And right. if you get the box, if you get the belt, you, you win the match. Kind of like money in the bank, you've got to get the ring. But you've got to guess which box has the belt in. Right, okay, so I'm confused with the American football term. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know if it's some reference to them. All right, so these are what was, um, I think this is in order, what was in each box. So you, it's a kind of hardcore match for a belt. What would you want in your first box, Kieran? Oh, the, the belt. Apart from the belt, the belt's obviously going to be last. Oh, okay. So then you, you'd want a weapon, wouldn't you? You want like a kendo stick, um, so like brass knuckles. Yeah, yeah, but a bat. But, yeah, American football, so maybe like. A chain. I don't get the sense, I don't get the reference to the American football. But yeah, what's, what, what's in it? Because it's ECW, I know it's going to be something weird. It's WCW, but yeah. So, it was a blow-up doll. What? <laughs> it was a blow-up sex doll. Why? Exactly, ECW, why? what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, right, second box. You've you've had the disappointment of the blow up doll. What are you what are you want in your second box? I'll give you a clue. These don't get better. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's think. It's ECW to the nineties. We just had a blow up doll, sex doll. Um, I'm gonna go with um, a gym mask or um, maybe none of them that chains that you put in your mouth with the, with the, the ball in your mouth. <laughs> no. No. If only. It was a coal miner's glove. <laughs> what? 
A cool mailer's glove. That's what you want in a match. <laughs> My head hurts. Just, I don't let's just remember as well, they didn't want to tarnish this match with on a pole match, so they gave it a special name. It's like they've done like um they've got like a hat full of you know just random stuff and they go, right, we'll call it well, and then the American football term and we'll have yeah. the box, pull it out, oh sex doll, yeah, and the other one we'll pull out. <laughs> Coleman's glove. Right, so the third one. So you've had them two. Obviously no help to you. You're trying to find this belt. You wanna get this belt. You're going for the championship. Yeah. What are you, what are you thinking? I'm guessing the belt's not in there or something like is it like no. saw where you have to do a puzzle to get the belt <laughs> or something? No. We're only on the third. There's four boxes, so... Oh, there's another box. box. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, let's have a look. In a box, I would say... Um, let's see. Um, so, that's not useful. So, dead bizarre. I would say... A rubber ducky. Ooh, no. It was a picture of Scott Hall. <laughs> like signed, like signed picture. Uh, I'm not sure if it was signed. It was just a picture of him. So they've also done it like like um, so like you open the box and it's like a a boogie prize, isn't it, or something? It's I like a parcel, isn't it? Oh, you're getting a little sweet. Oh, I want a little one pound toy in the middle. <laughs> it's just so anyway, so then three get opens. You get to the fourth one. It's the last box. Yeah. Right. Booker T climbs up, he touches the box, the belt just falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the referee, so Booker T's on this turnbuckle looking down at the belt on the, on the mat because it's just fell out with no Brilliant. effort at all. So Amazing. the referee has to awkwardly hand him the belt and then that's him champion. Honestly, you, you you don't sell WCW like this doesn't make it any more appealing to me. Uh, remember, there's I've got two of the matches yet. That was only one of them. <laughs> I know one. I know one of them. I believe. Yeah, maybe the next one. Or the, you probably know two. So the, the, the next one is Judy Bagwell. No, that's. Oh no! Yes, no. I do know this one because you you introduced me to this match. Yeah, Judy Bagwell it, on a pole match. So this is the mother, is it the mother of a wrestler? Yeah, so you've got Buff Bagwell. Yeah. Now, I remember it was, it was like kidnapped his mom. Somebody kidnapped his mom who was in a match with him. Yeah, as you do. So he's trying to get him to come to the match. So he puts him on top of, it's not on top of a pole, it's on top of a forklift. Yeah, it's on a forklift high up, yeah. Yeah, I've seen so we this, have this yeah. match. This match is just ridiculous. It's just bizarre. Was it not Halloween Havoc? I think it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. But David Arquette does a run in. Yes. I've ever seen this match and I've just a bit like, Why? there's no real story to it. It's just thrown no, together. The fact is, it's called Judy Bagwell in a pole match. But like I said to you, the reason for pole matches usually is. 
you get a weapon, you use the weapon, you win. What's the point? Why is Judy Bagwell on top of a forklift overseeing this match? Just use the mother as a weapon. But she, she's, no, she's no, no use. I don't understand that. It's just bizarre. It's ridiculous. That poor so, woman. <laughs> uh, right, the like, last one which you said. Hello, Mum. Right, okay, I know you I know you want to come see me wrestle. Well, I've got this idea for you. <laughs> yeah. That's just I mean she would have got paid, to be fair. It's on top of a forklift, I mean it's bizarre. Yeah. And the last one which you've said is Viagra on a pole match. Again, you're meant to use what's on the pole as a weapon and you win the match. Why is a Viagra on a pole? I mean, to be fair. S Storyline wise, so what happened was this is a match against um, Shane Douglas and Billy Kidman. Right. And storyline wise, Shane Douglas is dating Billy Kidman's ex-girlfriend okay and billy kidman makes a joke that he can't get it up he needs viagra so you say that what do you think oh let's have a match where the other one's got a force feed the other one viagra and that's what they do <laughs> however I, just, I don't understand the match was won by a pin and they both tried to feed each other viagra did they both eat Viagra, just one of them? I think, I mean, I don't think it's really Viagra, but like, they both tried to feed each other it. It's really weird. Viagra on a pole match. Why isn't that in any of the uh, WWE games? <laughs> <laughs> so, on a pole match, what do you think? Next pay-per-view? <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, Imagine I know it. there's been um, there's been a Canadian pole match in wrestling, hasn't there? Uh, yeah, something to do with the flag, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's been a few, but... They're they just not very good, are they? None of these not... ones made any sense to me, like... Yeah, but even when they do make sense, they're not... They don't, they're not exciting. It's, <laughs> it's a bit of a dull match anyway. Yeah, I mean, out of all them to watch, they've all got comical elements in it. Especially the one with uh, Booker T trying to get a belt and it just falls on the mat. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. I feel sorry for Booker T in that. But he becomes champion from it. Yeah. Wow. That's on a pole match. You might be a bit shocked with my next one. One. Now, hear me out. When you hear this match, you think, oh, God. But I'm going to try and defend it. Okay, I've gone with a hair vs hair match. Oh god. Now see, I need to do that. Stop it, right? Just hear me out. <laughs> to be fair, well, go on. I mean, right. it is a, it's a traditional I, I match. I love it. I think it's quite exciting because normally the story is, you know, the, the rest is getting into an argument and someone's got long, you know, hair and the hair is kind of more or less the image. Yeah. And there's a chance that they're going to get the hair cut off. It's quite an exciting kind of, oh my God, you know, cut animal might be bald. And it, mm -hmm. it, it is an exciting kind of outcome that it might, it might actually happen. I only um, remember two, maybe three nights at cut angle. Yeah, it's been uh, 
there's been three. Well, and well, I'll get to that. So, uh, Chris Jericho and um, Kevin Nash. Ooh. Now, this match, despite the Herbie's hair match, it was a fantastic wrestling match. The, the you know Kevin Nash and uh, Y2, Y2J, um, are great wrestlers, and they on, they put on a great show. And then in the end, Chris Jericho uh, gives him a low blow uh, while the referee isn't looking, and he pulls out the knuckle dusters from his boots and um, you know soccer soccer punches Kevin Nash, and he pins him. And um, as he pins him, he gets the razors and shaves off Kevin Nash's. Well, no, so he cuts off his hair, uh, cuts off big chunks of his hair. Um, now, retrospects, Kevin Nash only did that because he had a new part in the in the film, The Punisher, the Marvel film. Yeah. Anyone seen the film? He plays the that hench sailor. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that's that's the that's the first one. Um, yeah. The second one was two divas. Any idea who? Two divas. Yeah, it was no, WrestleMania twenty. Mm. It was what year Molly was that? Holly oh. and yeah. um, Victoria. It's Molly Holly now, cut her hair, so didn't she? Well, yeah, that so that, that was just before. Um, so she's lost in shed. She got strapped into the into the chair, and she was you know head shaven, and. I remember watching this match thinking, oh man, she's actually shaving her hair. Because, you know what I mean, women's hair, you know, is... Yeah. You know, it's it was quite thing. a shocking thing. And that, that's, what I, that's what I'm trying to portray, is this, like, shock element of they're actually cutting their hair. Yeah. Um, the next one... Um, so this one is kind of a heavy hair match. So it's Rey Mysterio and CM Punk. Yeah. So back to this, CM Punk is kind of doing what Seth Rollins is doing now. He's you know that kind of Monday Night Messiah. That's what, that's what CM Punk was uh, back then, and he wanted Rey Mysterio to join his Punk Straight Edge Society. So if CM Punk won the match, Rey Mysterio will join his his team. If Rey Mysterio won, he would cut off CM Punk's hair. Mm. But I never thought there's no way CM Punk's gonna cut, you know, gonna get his hair cut. There's no way. Um, but this match yet again is a it's a brutal match. Rey Mysterio handcuffs um, CM Punk to the ropes, um, and even before that, they get busted open. CM Punk does, and there's blood everywhere. It's a it's a bloody match. Um, and then finally, Rey Mysterio gets the pin and wins. And he starts to shave off CM Punk's hair, God. and you know it's it's that moment of like, oh my god, that's what does it for me. That this hair, this hair match. Yeah, I think. See, it's only. Are you sure there's only been three? No, there's been two more. Uh, I was going to say because you had now, the. These, uh, these are the more famous ones. I remember one with Jeff Jeff Jarrett. Yes, uh, yes, but that wasn't WWE, I don't think. I think it was, uh, I think it was WWE. Yeah. So there's the cut angle and edge match. Yeah. Now, 
I had no idea who was going to win this because in my head, Kurt Angle isn't going to get his head shaved because he's an Olympic champion. You know what I mean? He's, you know, like it just it just didn't make sense for him. But then Edge had this long mm. hair. Yeah. And she didn't know who was going to win. Right at the end, I didn't know who was going to win. And when Kurt Angle lost, it was so funny because Kurt Angle kept running away from Edge backstage, if you remember. Mm. And, um, there used to be little vignettes right through the pay-per-view where Angle's hiding behind a newspaper and stuff while Edge is running, trying to find him. And in the end, Edge ca catches up with him, beats him up and kind of puts him in the chair. And um, Angle's back, kind of knocked out in the chair and Edge is shaving his, his head. And then he slaps him. Angle wakes up and he realises his head is shaved. And he, um, oh he goes mental, doesn't he? And he wears that, uh, that head strain. I, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, it was just so funny, and I, I just loved the whole build-up and the the outcome, and then the finish of the match. Mm. It's then, quite, it's definitely quite a spectacle, isn't it? The hair versus yeah, I, I love it. I know it's a bit daft, but I love it. And then the most famous one is with I was going to say the current president, but he, he isn't the current president anymore, is he? Um, uh, well, technically no. Yes, for yeah. another couple of weeks. Yeah, let's not get into politics. But mm -hmm. it was um, Trump v Vince McMahon. Yeah. Now, this was like a tug of war because I was thinking in my head, Vince McMahon isn't going to get his head shaved because he's, he's Vince McMahon, there's no way. Mm. But Donald Trump isn't going to get his head shaved because it's Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, it's millionaire versus millionaire, or even billionaire, mm. sorry. And... The build-up to the match was fantastic. Um, Donald Trump wrestling, maybe not so great. Mm. It was bizarre, but, wasn't it? It was a bit bizarre. But Vince McMahon lost and it got his head shaved. And like, Vince McMahon sat in that chair getting his head shaved. You was just, you just couldn't believe it. <laughs> this is the, you know, the, the owner of the company getting his head shaved. Yeah, because, well, he's grown his hair back now, isn't he, as well? It's not as if he was doing it um, yeah. because he was going to have his hair short, which mm. a lot of the times was. I think, like, with the Kurt Angle thing, I'm sure he was starting to go bald is why he ended up oh, really? his hair shift. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure there isn't, an, you know, another motive behind it, but, like I said, I know people go, oh, fuck's sake, a heavy hair match. But I, I like it. I think it's entertaining. It's yeah. There's a story to it, isn't there? Which yeah. is always good. Um, yeah, I don't mind the hair versus hair. It's just I think I always think of the Donald Trump one because that's probably the most famous one. Mm. But at I mean, least if you, times, you should watch the Chris Jericho Kevin Nash one. Um, yeah. Even well, sorry. Even the way I'm saying CM Punk, the great, the great actual, the actual matches are fantastic. Yeah. It's still a thing, isn't it? Um, weren't they going to do a hair versus hair in a WrestleMania? With, with NXT, but then they then, uh, decided that she just had to leave the company. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it may come back. But it's quite... Um, it's quite a famous like match, because I think they, when it was territory days, they would always do that sort of match as well, to certain wrestlers. Yeah. 
the, sorry, there was actually another one uh, way before my time. It was K uh, Jerry the King Lawler um, with Austin Idol. Ooh. So, yeah, and basically Jerry, King, uh, Jerry the King Lawler get, uh, gets his head shaven. Um, and that was like 1987, I believe. A good year again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there was another, there was another hair his hair match. Um, uh, but yeah. I think it's one of them that comes around every so often. And, and mm. it's just sort if, of... if it's going to happen again, it needs to be someone with a good lock of hair. You know, like Drew right. McIntyre. Riddle. Yeah. Drew McIntyre versus Riddle. Yeah. Well, even Brock Lesnar. Mm. Well, Brock Lesnar yeah. suddenly decided he's going to shave his head because you wouldn't believe that he would ever shave his head. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, that, it's that possibility of, oh my God, they might actually be bald. And it's, it's that spot in the same that. That's why I picked the match. Yeah. I mean, good, good show. It's a good stipulation. Okay. What have you got? Well, see, again, I said men are well known. Please don't say it's going to be TW. No. It's, oh, it's probably it's probably one of my favourite matches. My favourite match is always the Royal Rumble. Yeah. However, this is like a match and you can have any time. Is Hell in a Cell. 